You're listening to the Cyfidelity Podcast, episode 169, Star Trek Lowered Expectations. The Cyfidelity Podcast is intended for a mature audience due to its adult themes and language. In this episode, we all give our advice to Patrick on whether he should bother reinstating his Paramount Plus subscription in order to watch Star Trek Lower Decks. said shit like uh talk shit get hit talk shit get hit damn straight i like the rhyme of it but uh <laughs> i don't know that my family was that creative it was usually just go get the switch <laughs> oh no this was something for the street this wasn't something my family brought up gotcha my, if any of my family members said you get five across the eyes for that i would have been fucking stunned to be fair, um, to be fair, that's mostly just the Married with Children reference. That's something Al used to say all the time, which I found to be hilarious. So that is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I was thinking about TV shows the other day that I just don't think would fly nowadays, and Married with Children was one of the first ones on the top of my oh, mind. Oh shit! Yeah, no, I, 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 it's in syndication, and I'm watching it. Uh, ironically, it's on Logo, so that's the you know LGBTQ. <laughs> channel. Well, it's because uh, Marcy, Marcy is, oh, yeah, yeah. is a lesbian, True. right? And she's like yeah. been on all the episodes and she directed, I think, over half of them easy. Um, so that's like why it's there. But um, <laughs> you just watch it and you're like, oh, and this is the part of the episode where we just have scantily clad women just walking around in bikinis and that's, <laughs> and then the guys ogle them and it's all fun, fun and laughs because, you know, because they never, they never get to do, like, they never do anything. Like, they're all just sad, pathetic, married guys that don't want to be with their wives. And they would rather just watch young girls that they can never, ever have, like, any hope with. And it's just, you yeah, know, whatever. Cool. Married with Children was the I'd buy that for a dollar of its time. (laughs) I mean, let's kind of be honest. It's a little bit what it was. And look, I'm not saying I didn't watch Married with Children because I totally watched Married with Children. (laughs) I found them. I permanently have that Frank Sinatra song stuck in my head. I love that song because of that fucking show. (laughs) Yeah, Christina Applegate had a lot to do with my appreciation of that show. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's... uh... It's very attractive. Also, super funny because that character is just dumb as a box of rocks. It's great. <laughs> yeah, love it. Like I it's, must it's, confess, I, I when the show came on, it was usually me racing around to find the remote control so I could change the channel. <laughs> oh, I have, dude. If you had said I used to watch Mary with Children, that would have fucking floored me. Yeah. <laughs> I, that is not something I expect. Were you waiting for a spaceship to show up? 
Because otherwise, say, you have no business watching this goddamn show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, so there was an episode where there were aliens. Uh, I remember it, that. They episode. were greys, weren't they? Was that? Yeah, they were greys. Yeah. And uh, they showed up and they wanted, they needed Al's stinky socks to, you know, power their ship and save their civilization. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I saw aliens. And everybody made fun of him and whatever. And, uh, and it was like, they show up and like, they have like a nice little part, like they hang out and they take all these photos and then the photos get uh, exposed at the, uh, Walgreens. So he doesn't have any proof. And he's like, yeah, that's about what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> ah, great show. Great show. Uh, well, I do remember, uh, I didn't notice it at the time when I was watching it in high school, but when I've gone back and rewatched mash, which is an excellent show. But the first couple of seasons, the the two leads who we're supposed to root for are pretty grabby and sexually harassy with those girls, <laughs> those nurses. Well, so yeah, we're not that shit came in, at all. That shit <laughs> not came as the good the guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they do tone it down quite a bit by season three. I think even by season three, they were like, "Yeah, that that's not cool." But <laughs> I love that that show lasted what ten seasons. I think 11. 11 seasons for a war that lasted three years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's just what it is. Basically, yeah. we saw every day of that fucking, of their <laughs> tour. Like, no expanded time here. We saw every single day of that <laughs> tour. Um, I do wonder if there are too many Christmas specials, but <laughs> Christmas episodes. That, 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 that would be factor, yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> We should go ahead and get this some bit started. So, welcome to the Side Fidelity Podcast. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. And this is Steve. I know better by now than to try and step in in that awkward pause before <laughs> Brian talks. Because that motherfucker will wait until I've started speaking before he begins. And he That's has me. a magical power. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it never fails him. And that's me, me that's every time. King of that's, awkward. That's called experience. We've done this before. So, since we've been talking about that awkward world, that realm where comedy shows try to do sci-fi, I figured <laughs> that'd be a good time to go ahead and talk about what we've been itching to talk about so that we could kind of issue a warning to, uh, to Patrick here. Um, uh, one of us... Brian over here has already has abandoned us to discuss uh, uh, the topic Bet. today. Star I'm right Trek here. I'm Star right Trek here. Lower Decks <laughs> to do it to discuss it with another show. I'm still mad at you, Brian. I'm never going to let yeah. this go. I, I will you think talk I'm about not bring Star Trek with anybody. <laughs> uh, Sixty years Sorry. from now, I will fight you and I will bring this up. <laughs> uh, uh, thank God for COVID. <laughs> Oh my God, COVID's still going to be a thing 60 years from now? No, no, no. That's what's going to save me. That's what's saving me right now. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Fair enough, maybe. He, he's going to show up at his door and he's going to be like, oh, Michael, <clears throat> so glad to see you. Yeah. <clears throat> Come in. <laughs> so three of us, myself, uh, Brian, and, and Steve, have all seen uh, Star Trek Lower Decks uh, I think we all have varying opinions. We'll find out. But I think we can all agree that Patrick, by no means, 
should watch this show. <laughs> I mean, you could watch it, and there would be things you like, and one thing you really cannot freaking stand. Uh, I think to the point where it just wrecks the whole fucking show. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that I think that was the takeaway for all three of us was because I got that after like the first episode. I really would like to know Patrick's opinion on this show. <laughs> well, so I, I guess I would say I still think Patrick should watch an episode because we might be wrong. I mean, it's a very small chance, but there's a probability. Whereas only Patrick knows whether or not he's really going to like it. But I certainly wouldn't tell him if you're not enjoying it, keep powering through. It gets better. I would not ever give him that advice. Brian, I will take that fucking bet right now. I will take that bet. (laughs) The funny thing is, is I actually do think it gets better. But the thing that we're describing, well, that doesn't change. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's my point. The the, the stuff that is going to frustrate him doesn't really get any better. So, But I do think the the, quality of the writing gets better over time. Here's (laughs) the thing, Patrick. The, The thing that we're describing, that we're trying to ward you off from, He's the main character. <laughs> the main, the main okay. character is the most potentially annoying person for for their character trait that is a, a defining character trait. And it's meant to be humorous and uh, endearing in a way. Uh, and they use it almost nonstop in almost every relationship. This character has. Yep. So. That character trait just happens to be anathema to everything (laughs) about Star Trek. (laughs) Oh, great. I didn't say that. This person is anathema to everything Starfleet. (laughs) Being in Starfleet at all. They they just shouldn't be there. They don't want to be there. I don't know how it even happened that they got there other than it made for a funny story. Or straight nepotism. (laughs) You know, there does seem to be some, doesn't there? But she doesn't actually want to be there. That's the weird part. uh, Did you lose a bet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why is she so do you want to just straight say what that character trait is? Yes, someone does. I guess I, it would be a very amusing if we discovered we were all talking about different character traits. So we should throw that out there because we haven't actually said we might all so, be in complete disagreement about what Patrick will hate. But. So the character trait that we're talking about, what's the character's name again? Remind me again. Brian? I guess I, I assume we're all talking about Mariner. Yes. I'm Indeed. talking about Mariner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the main character. Wait, Namor? <laughs> trust me. I had that thought. Good. So, uh, every time I saw it, I thought, wait, is she related to Namor the Submariner? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all about Marvel. I'm a Marvel zombie. I freely, fully acknowledge that. Anyway, so the main character is named Mariner. First name again, Brian? Oh, God. I'm blanking on it. Yeah, don't um, worry. Her name yeah. is Mariner. So, her issue is she clearly has no, uh, drive or desire to rise in the ranks or whatsoever. She is basically 
uh, a goof off that will do whatever she can to stay as as low a rank as she can be because she does not want to rise in the ranks. What's worse is she's completely capable. She's actually a fucking badass, practically a genius, and has clear charisma that people would follow her. She does not want to rise in the ranks at all. Actively makes fun of other people who are yeah, trying yeah. to rise in the ranks. Shirks responsibility, <laughs> defies <laughs> authority. I mean, it would be one thing if she was the greatest ensign ever, and that's all she wanted to be was the greatest ensign ever. But she hates every bit of protocol, discipline, organization, structure, safety protocols, Laws, rules, all of it. She has she no lies, respect for. Her. She yeah. cheats. She will steal. She uh, betrays people. It's great. And, and this is the main character. That's right. I, 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 That's I would say Boimler is also a main character. Yes. But yes, she's. It's a, if there's a Kirk and a Spock, she's the Kirk. So. Yeah. And the other character, obviously, because that's how comedy works, it's the odd couple, is the exact opposite, is in, but to the point where he's a kiss-ass and will do anything to rise in the ranks. And they're best friends. And so... Well, they don't start e- out as best friends. They don't start out as best friends. So every episode is effectively watching this character who I feel like was designed to ear like I feel like the creators were like what will piss off Patrick <laughs> it really it's such a perfect fit I can't believe it like <laughs> because I'm watching we all came to that conclusion like, why the fuck are you here why are you here why are you here in Starfleet at all if you feel this way and you I'm know, like the best rebel move would have been to get to a spaceport and be like, deuces, bitch, I'm heading off to, you know, Nepsilon 5 and yeah, yeah. catch you later. <laughs> like, I don't understand why you're here. Like, and they do, ex- well, they do explain some of her issues in the course of season one. Asshole. But it's everything, well, yeah, she's, she's, but it seems like a lot of those issues would just go away if she went to a different ship. And for some reason, uh, maybe they might. And she doesn't. She doesn't want to leave the ship, but she also doesn't want to be on the ship. And it's just annoying as fuck that she doesn't know where the the ship. (laughs) Yeah. She would have to start performing. Yeah. But I think she, part of the reason she doesn't want to perform is because she's on that ship. Also, yeah. Right. But but that doesn't explain why the hell she stays on that ship. (laughs) But we haven't explained this part yet either. Circular logic. You know what I mean? It's just. So who we, we haven't explained her father? Yeah. Her mother, captain? her mother yes. is the captain. Her mother is the captain, uh, and her and, father is an admiral. Yeah, though that is the admiral thing doesn't. The seem admiral to be is much barely ever shows so up. But I feel like the reason I keep bringing up the fact that the father's an admiral because I firmly believe that nepotism is a big part of what's going on here. I feel like she was forced into this situation. But even if you were forced. I think you're, you can just, I don't know. Has she not found out a way to just tell her parents, I don't want to do this? Okay. (laughs) She does it all the time. She does it in multiple episodes. Hang on. At least to the mom. Hang on. Let me, no, this is the, this is the part where I ask the, the silly question and you guys tell me. Um, why is she in Starfleet in the first place? It's not as if you need a job to live in the fucking Federation. Yeah. 
uh, I mean, you know, she she shows some utopia, interest right? so, in she shows some interest in checking out new planets and helping people, uh, especially if she gets to break the rules uh, to help them. But that you doesn't, don't need to way, be you can do that without being in Starfleet. Yeah, remember what the role of that ship is. They make a point of of pointing out that uh, this ship is the second contact ship. Not first contact, second contact. The heavy lifting, all of the shit work that has to happen after we've made first contact, this ship gets to do. Which I thought was clever. Yeah, but it <laughs> no, also There is a lot of things lot to of... love about the show. It's just not Mariner, perhaps. <laughs> that's right. And uh, that's sort of the... that's. Just, I mean, that's built into the design of the show is... Yes, there's a lot here that's really richly Star Trek, except Mariner. <laughs> well, and the funny and thing the is, the ship and the captain and the Admiralty. So, well, the uh, humor doesn't really fit either. That's a pretty big departure too. Yeah. So, in the yeah. interest once, you, once of- you get used to that, though, because it does take some getting used to, and I don't think it's, I don't think the humor works as well as say. Um, the Orville. The Orville is a nice, a right. nice comparison to draw because right. it's obvious that without the Orville, I don't think Lower Decks would be as palatable without that sort of <laughs> gateway I don't know, drug? side dish. Yeah, that <laughs> gateway. <laughs> I, I honestly find Lower Decks much funnier than Orville, but I also kind of feel like somebody's spitting on my Bible when I watch Lower Decks, whereas I don't have nearly that much reaction to watching the Orville, uh, that strong of a reaction. I'll be honest with you. My opinion to Lower Decks was, at first, I couldn't quite get into it, but I feel like they went through a rough patch at the beginning where they weren't quite sure how to do it. I give them credit. I don't think the first couple of episodes are terrible. I just think they were clumsy and they were still figuring it out. However, when you get to the episode with the trial, that shit was hilarious to me. Yeah. I thought that episode was uproarious. Um, also, the next episode, which was a parody of all the Star Trek movies, couldn't stop laughing. No, that shit that, that was I, fucking hilarious. I honestly have to say that 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 the 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 movie parody one is a brilliant bit of television right there. Right. You could say maybe it shouldn't be in Star Trek or that it should be like branded as Galaxy Quest or something, but it is actually truly interesting what? and fun and clever and has a whole lot of fun subtext stuff going on in it that's quite interesting. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is one of the few times that the Mariner thing kind of worked for me, mainly because it allowed them to take a character that probably shouldn't be there and to introduce a gag that works. Because basically, Mariner Mariner, in like 10 minutes, the joke is these things aren't very well written. In 10 minutes, 10 minutes wrote a holodeck program uh, that was built around the existing crew that was there. And then when they go into the program and as it starts playing, it's basically a poorly written scenario with all of these characters that starts spoofing weird things that have actually happened in the Star Trek movies. And for me, 
It it the joke that a actual Star Trek thing is doing this is making fun of itself is part of the reason that I love it. I love the fact that Star Trek is fully acknowledging, yeah, we totally did that and it yeah. is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So so Patrick, here's what you have to contend with. There's stuff here that you are going to enjoy, that you are going to find worthy of your time. But there's going to be this sunburn on your soul <laughs> called Mariner. <laughs> and there's no getting around it. It's not like we could say, oh, you need to skip this episode or not watch the first 10 minutes of this one or whatever. It's unfucking avoidable. Now, it's I understand true. there are some mitigating circumstances in actually getting the show in front of you. That's another discussion. We've <laughs> largely already had it. <laughs> I want to know what you feel right now about <laughs> trying to see this show. Let's just say we jumped the hurdle of getting it to you to watch. Are I you curious? And mailed you the DVD set, which isn't even out yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. or they put that shit on YouTube. Or they put that shit on YouTube. Well, are you curious? I I would watch one, and then you know, probably knowing that this thing is there, I would probably be forewarned, and maybe not as filled with rage. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe well, maybe maybe yeah. it's a nine instead of a ten. It's, you know, it's <laughs> well, okay. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you had known about all of the shenanigans that ended up happening in season two of Discovery, or even season one for that matter, ahead of time, <laughs> do you think it would have bothered you as much? If I knew about the shenanigans, uh, well, okay, to be fair, looking back on Discovery, I might not have, I just might not have watched it. Actually, <laughs> See, no, that's a that's fair really statement. Telling. But here's one of the big differences, is Discovery is very serious. And That's Lower true. Decks is not in the least bit serious. <laughs> it is yogurt on the ceiling, not serious. So, so I think it, one of them, it might ahead. be, though, but this is all canon. That's the thing, right? So this is... They claim it's... The creators claim it's canon. They yeah. claim it's canon, but I don't know how much any of this would ever come up in anything else. This is where we get into, this may be canon, but you can say something's canon as long as you never acknowledge it anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not disputing it as canon, it's yeah. just no one else will ever mention it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at this point, the only place any of it any of it is likely to be referenced would be Picard, and it would be probably a very distant reference given how far forward Picard is. But Well, no, no. It, so it, it being canon could be, like, not specifically that, you know, Mariner made her, her funny holodeck program, but it could be that at some point in the future when someone's talking about, well, the Great and Mighty Federation, ah, you know, that's just one ship that had, like, good people on it. Everybody else is fucked up. Look, Mariner and Blomer or whatever the fuck yeah, that yeah, dude's name yeah. is. Boimler. Yeah, Boimler. And you can be like, oh, well, look at this. And this is, like, this is canon. And this is, you know, and this is clearly nepotism. And so, you know, the high ideals of the Federation, that's not a thing. So fuck it. Let's just 
Let's just do whatever the fuck we want. Because Star Trek, that ain't shit. Who gives a fuck, man? <laughs> I just want I just want big explosions. That's all. I want big explosions. <laughs> and well, uh, yeah, that's. I do much believe it. the the movie episode does ex, uh, t- does touch on the big ex- need for big explosions. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek Quite a does have I, <laughs> some bad leadership here and there, and they tend to focus their giant dickheads right up towards the top, right? Yeah. Uh, but not in this case. Yeah. I will so, say, I guess the best way to sum it up is imagine a crew of a starship where everybody is just as screwy as Barkley was when he was first introduced. That's pretty it, fair. Screwed up in different ways. Like some yes. guys are really meek. Some guys are overly, uh, uh, you know, overly gregarious. Some guys are control freaks. Um, but, but they're all just as dysfunctional as Barkley. And it's a whole well, ship. So all of them. But, but, but there's a good thing about that characters. whole Barkley thing was Picard made it. It's like, look, the R- Riker and uh, Jordy were like, look, that guy's that guy's fucked up. Can we just get rid of him? And he's like, yeah. no, I'm not gonna ditch anybody off my ship. You you are going to help him because you yeah. are his commanding officers, and you're going to fix his shit because we don't leave no man behind, and we're in space. That would suck. So. Get it, get it together, and then you're just saying, "Oh no, there's a whole bunch of them," and in the future, it, we we have nothing, we have no way to figure out what people want and what their motivation is and how to elevate them to some. See, look, Steve is that's, looking at me and he's laughing. That's he's how like, it goes on the Enterprise. <laughs> this ain't the Enterprise. Right. Yeah, I well, will say, Boimler has a very mild arc of improvement of getting over his problems. And even Mariner does to some degree. Um, I mean, technically, uh, the movie parody episode actually is about that. Yeah, it's about, actually about her getting over that. Yeah, deter- deciding maybe she'll be a little less of a jerk. Um, uh-huh. And uh, there's the captain goes through the the goofy captain goes through a story where she learns that maybe she should be a little less micromanagey and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of growth, but not a lot. And some of the crazy people are just yeah, that's just who they are. Maybe we'll improve them next season. I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait. So well, you say the goofy well, captain? You're talking about Mariner's mom? Yes. Yes. So, okay, so the captain on the ship sucks, and so she probably got the command because her husband's an admiral and her daughter's on the ship because she's <laughs> the Well, to wow. be clear, to wow. be clear, I will say this. Fuck this shit. I, I actually think the captain is functional. She's just a functional. little micro. Functional. Functional. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, <laughs> let's be clear. That's, that's, let's what, be that's clear. not what you Wait, want to hear up. describing your hold starship up. captain or your <laughs> yeah, surgeon. Let's, let's be <laughs> clear. This, let's be clear. This is I don't think every captain. About. Yeah, I don't think every captain in Starfleet is on Picard or Cisco level. I do think you have function, like merely functional captains. <laughs> no, see that does it's okay. So that doesn't work. No, yeah. Michael, Michael, that doesn't work, right? Because you're mean, like, they're not all but, on Picard or Cisco level. But guess what? There's a Riker sitting right there yeah, going, yeah. hey, uh, okay. I think Riker is on the, maybe a little bit lower, but he's basically on the Picard level. Right. I'm making the point, well, not no. every captain could be yeah. like what I think, the hero what I'm of saying the show. is, the Admiralty would say, well, look, we have functional over here, and then we have 
Picard minus point oh five. Let's yeah. put this motherfucker over. Oh, we have yeah. we have. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, the we context, have Cisco minus point oh two. Yeah. Let's put there you is on a the context command. that should be taken into account. In that captain, the captain is in fact one of the more competent people on the show. That is so true. Within but the also, spectrum of the rules of this comedy, she is actually so, pretty good, but, even if but, she has a few problems. But um, I also want to point out that if the you are that the captain, is king. <laughs> if you are the captain of a ship that's whole job is to basically go in and do the grunt work, I think they just need you to be functional. No! no. Show because up on is, time. This is the great and mighty done. fucking fetter. What, what is the grunt work? Please explain that to me. Well, that was the, the second contact. This is not the people that have to go through no, no, the trouble no. of first contact. No, These are that. just the people that go in and just do... The, the work of that basically their paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> like, set up the diplomatic and... rules and ambassadors and and oftentimes they're the ones who, oh, Picard discovered there's a problem on this planet so we get to come in there and help these people fix their problem because it's going to take a while and it's messy and Enterprise has cool stuff to do. So You're not uh, the person that signs the band. You're the person that makes sure the band has all the paper clips that they need to make Make sure all the green M and M's out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys don't seem to. Uh. <laughs> I so the, guys, the, the people plenty. that do the grunt work, right? Mm -hmm. That's like the Doctors Without Borders people that show up and live there for three years to try to make sure this tribe doesn't have smallpox after interacting <laughs> with human be with with like civilized whatever my with my air quotes. They do not send. The half they don't send police academy. Steve Gutenberg yeah. is not the one that they send. Police to do academy that job. is well, an excellent point show. of comparison. Actually, that's the best thing to describe police academy, but Star Trek. That pretty much nails it. Honestly, oh my yeah. god, the characters are just as ridiculous and yeah. tropey and uh, narrow because almost no one has any depth to their character because. That reduces their ability to make nonstop jokes, which is to sort of the point jokes. of the joke, right? Yeah. So, well, I will say this: while Mariner may be an irritant to you, I actually think all of the other characters you would find highly enjoyable. Specifically, and again, Brian, I think I'm going to need your help with a name on this one. Who's the guy with the cyborg implants? I, I had it a moment ago in my head, and now it just... <laughs> oh, God. An unforgettable I, asshole? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. The uh, Rutherford. Rutherford. Rutherford is the cyborg, yeah. I think you would love Rutherford, because Rutherford just is optimistic as fuck, is pretty much great at everything, and he's he's what you would expect a Starfleet uh, off, uh, uh, cadet to be. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's pretty much... Good to go along with whatever. He's optimistic. He actually likes doing all of the little things that you would assume. Oh, I'm assuming there's roles that people don't want to do. This guy fucking loves doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, he gets excited to go do the thing that yeah. no one else wants to fucking do. I mean, on one hand... <laughs> He, he is very, his enthusiasm is dialed to a level where being stuck in an elevator might not be pleasurable, but he would get that elevator fixed and get you out of there. So, you know, you he wouldn't be is, in there long. <laughs> so. He is the bitch work data. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and on the same front, I think uh, Tendi, 
Patrick yes. would probably Tendi. not find because Tendy's basically a, a slight, a, somewhat of a variation of this go getter type. Well, uh, they because they're, they're the two co co stars. They're the uh, they're the Phoebe and 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 uh, Joey in this scenario. Uh. They're not the two stars, <laughs> yeah. but they're there. And they uh, get a lot of material. They get, get a lot of material, but they're yeah they don't uh. yeah they're, they're not. They're not exactly the stars, but they definitely get a lot of fucking attention. They have plenty of smelly cat moments. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like creating a dog from scratch. <laughs> wow. You even though, even though you've never actually seen one or just even read about one, you just you know what one looks like, and that's the extent yeah, of yeah, what yeah, this Clearly she had do. a photograph to work with. <laughs> Oh, this is a photograph. Uh, she um, got the scale right. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. So, so bioengineering life—that's that's cool. In the in, so, what in you're saying Star is Trek you're going to watch oh, it? Oh no, she did it as a side project that nobody knew about. <laughs> it was a hobby. She built it like Data she built, built his daughter. A, exactly. It yeah, was yeah. something she did as a hobby. She didn't do it as a as a thing. It wasn't it's a, a work gag. function. I honest to God wouldn't think about it that much because <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it conflicts yeah. with a lot of stuff if you think about it yeah. too hard i think patrick is in now i think he's in he's just got to see what they've done now because it's canon and because we've uh, talked about it uh, he's just got to see it now whatever paramount paramount chat all over star trek so who gives a shit anymore just whatever <laughs> i will i also want to say this about lower decks even though i it is still fairly low on my list of star treks if i sort by what i love to what i don't love um I think Discovery is constantly reaching for something that it has trouble getting a grip on or maintaining a grip on. I think Lower Decks is, especially once you get about four episodes in, exactly the show they want it to be. It is, it may not be the show you like, but they are absolutely creating what they, you know, knocking it out of the park in the direction that they wanted it to go. Whereas discovery often feels a bit fumbly and we're trying to do this, but it doesn't quite land right. Um, and I think even, that's a, yeah, yeah that's so. a fair statement. I think, but, um, I think these people knew what they wanted it to be. And I think they're doing a good job of delivering what they're trying to do. I think discovery stumbles with that sometimes I do. So, uh, so I actually, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting that, Brian. So Brian, what I'd I'm also say is, that if, what I'm hearing you say is uh, they really wanted, you know, they knew exactly what they wanted. They wanted, you know, a goofy looking dog with a prolapsed asshole sculpted <laughs> out of shit, and they have hit that on the head. Like it is just bam, perfect. I mean, exactly what they wanted. That's, I guess that doesn't make me want to see it or smell it or, you know, whatever. I, I, I guess when you watch it, it's you can't say that it's not functional at what it's trying to do. <laughs> Again, it's, we get to the word is, functional. Is it yeah, data yeah. stick? Come on, guys. No, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I am fully functional. He said I, I, that to Tasha Yar. She asked him if he yeah, fucks. Yeah. And he was like, I'm... I mean... Oh, you think you had to explain that to any of yeah. us? Yeah. You don't no. think Steve any had of that us? look on his no, face. Like he had forgotten. Like he had blocked that out, actually. Not that he had forgotten... But he had specifically said, oh, yeah. I don't want to think about uh, Brent Spiner's dick. I really don't. I don't. Oh, yeah. No, never. Oh, no. Here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. When you said that, it never once occurred to me that that was Brent Spiner's dick. It was always Dana's dick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> never once occurred to me that this was Brent Spiner's dick. And when you said that, that did change the scenario for me. Oh, God. <laughs> Not that I'm dying to see Data's dick, but it didn't bother me until you said Brent Spiner. 
well, friends. So that's okay, right? I can look at it. I mean, it. Maybe, it's a robot. I don't care. <laughs> maybe appreciate it. Maybe stand in awe of it for a couple minutes. But if it's Brent's by now, that's that's a person. That's look. Nah, that's, that's, that's why that's design up. a robot with a tiny dick? So I assume <laughs> that respect would have to be. <laughs> I would have to salute that sub bitch. Is what I'm Knowing saying. Knowing Doctor Soon, Noonie and Soon, it absolutely would not be small. That is, that is, you know, he made Data as strong as ten men or something like that. You know, it's uh, Data. Data added an emotion chip to himself. You you think he wouldn't upgrade if it wasn't up to par? Be like, I, look, I could just unscrew this and put a better one on. It's cool, man. I got a replicator. Sadly, a this has ha- actually happened in Star Trek Voyager, but <laughs> this is an actual bit that they did. <laughs> you know, friends, uh, it's time for me to do the thing that I am obliged to do at the end of this show, where I interrupt the conversation about screw-on replicated penises in Star Trek and remind you that we have a website which has not a fucking thing to do with that. It's SciFiShow.net. And uh, there, you can subscribe to this lovely show, which you have made it all the way through. Well done. And <laughs> you can see an archive of all of the... Yeah, excuse me. You can, you can see an archive of all of the past shows. We would invite you to subscribe to the show... So this show can appear in the podcast player of your choice. Perhaps you'd like to leave a review, tell a friend. And until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. Oh, nice font. Didn't they have a song about a detachable penis? Mm.